I like knowing stuff. I like being right and respected. I love being an expert. Weird that I became a pastor, huh? And then I ended up being a writer and a speaker and having a podcast. So strange and unpredictable. Here's the thing. As much as I like that stuff, I've discovered it's not very good for me. It turns out that being an expert doesn't help you grow spiritually. Hey friends, I'm Mark Allen Shelsky, and this is The Apprenticeship Way, a podcast about spiritual growth following the way of Jesus. This is episode 36, Don't Avoid Starting Over. Now before we get to today's conversation, can I ask you a favor? We're living in this weird world where we're doing everything by Zoom and other video conferencing tools. I know, it's hard and weird, it's not as fun as being in person, it seems like we're in endless meetings. But there are a few benefits as well. And one of those is that it has become trivially easy to bring a guest speaker in to your community or your retreat or your business. There's no travel fees, there's no hotels to book, there's no complicated arrangements, and that means bringing me in as a guest speaker is suddenly way easier and way more affordable. Are you part of a church that needs a sermon for an online service? Are you part of an organization that could use some vision or inspiration? Are you in a group that would like to talk about the importance of our inner world, emotions, faith, discipleship? I would be thrilled to bring something to you and your community. Of course, I'd love to talk with your group about the role of emotions and faith, myths about emotions that Christians have believed that get in the way of your growth, uh, why we're all so tired and edgy right now during the pandemic and how we can learn to listen to our emotions. But I'm also able to talk about any kind of spiritual growth content that will be helpful to your community. I'm also able to help with general pulpit support. A lot of pastors are wiped out right now with all of the work necessary to lead a digital community. If you're one of those pastors, I feel it, I know it. If you need a week off from preaching, I may be able to help, whether your service is live or pre-recorded. If I can be of service in this way to you, please get a hold of me at the link in the show notes or on the screen. All right, onward. When I said earlier that I like to know things, I like being an expert, did you nod your head? Do you know what I'm talking about? But you're here, you're listening to this podcast because you want to grow spiritually. So I get to be the bearer of bad news. That desire to be in control, to be the one who knows to be right, that desire is getting in the way of your spiritual growth. I'm gonna remind you of two stories. These are formational stories for some of us, stories we've heard over and over. One comes from some of the earliest Christian scripture, the other is from ancient Jewish scripture. And really, though they happen in different places and different times to different people, they are exactly the same story. Here's the first one. The setting is ancient Western Asia. In the very early period of recorded history, a wealthy elderly man lived in a city that we now call Ur uh, of a people group that we call the Chaldees. His name is passed down to us as Abram or Avram. Eventually, this guy's story would become the building block for three world religions, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. But at this point in the story, he was just an elderly rich guy going about his life, and his life was a good one. He lived in a sophisticated, well-developed place. This is the area and the time where the Hammurabi Code came from, one of the earliest written legal codes. It's the area and the time where the Enuma Elish came from, one of the most ancient written religious stories about the creation of the world that's ever been found. This is the area and the time where the ziggurats were built, 
which means that this was a culture that had a highly developed religious hierarchy and a great deal of wealth. Now, whether Abram was part of the urban society or a nomadic one like the Bedouins of today, we don't really know. But we do know that he was the son of a wealthy family and probably because of that had some amount of influence. Now, that's all speculation that we draw from his circumstances. We don't know for sure. But what we can say with some certainty is that he was not expecting a change. He was not planning to start over. And then Abram hears the divine voice. That's pretty cool. I mean, how many of us have wished to hear God speak? What would we long to hear God say? You know, you're doing great. You're right on track. Here's a solution to that problem you've been praying about. Stuff like that. That is not what Abram heard. What he heard was the divine voice make a conditional promise. I will make you into something great, a great nation, a blessed nation. And through you and your family, all the families of the world will be blessed. Sounds great, right? A promise of greatness, a promise of being a blessing to others. But there's a condition. Go. Leave your country. Leave your respected, safe position as the first son of an influential family. Leave your provision and your privilege and your authority. Leave everything you're familiar with. Leave that all and go. Go where? You don't get to know in advance. Go to the place I will show you. That's what, that's what the divine voice said. Essentially, God says, you'll know it when you get there. Now, in both Jewish and Christian scripture, Abram is affirmed for his faith. He's held up as an example for us of what real faith looks like. And when he's affirmed, it's this moment scripture's talking about. Abram, who becomes Abraham, having to decide if he will leave behind all the things he knows in order to follow God into the unknown. And hold that image in your mind. Let's switch scenes to the second story. The setting now is Jerusalem, the capital city of the Roman province of Judea, in a time of simmering religious and political unrest. It's late at night. A man makes his way through the streets, his identity obscured by a large hooded robe. This man is Nicodemus. He is a sophisticated, well-respected man of influence, a deeply religious man. Not only that, he was a member of a tradition within his religion that was widely known for their very careful, pious devotion and deep commitment to God. On top of that, he was a member of the Sanhedrin, which is sort of like a combination between Congress and the Supreme Court, only if all the members were pastors and seminary professors. So Nicodemus was a man of position, influence, privilege, great means. His life was good. He was not expecting a change. But he had been listening to the teachings of an itinerant rabbi who'd appeared on the scene recently, one Jesus from the little town of Nazareth. And Nicodemus suspected that in Jesus' teachings, he might be hearing the divine voice, and he wanted to know more. What would Nicodemus have liked to hear from Jesus that night? If I was in Nicodemus's position, if I'd gone to all the trouble to find Jesus and speak with him that night, I think I would have liked to hear Jesus say something like, I'm glad you seek me out. That shows how insightful you are. Clearly, you're a great student of scripture and a thoughtful leader. You've really done well for yourself. Keep up the good work. Maybe that's more my issues than Nicodemus's. I don't know. In any case, that's not what he heard. What Nicodemus heard was, 
no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Wait, what? Yeah, do not be astonished, Jesus said, that I tell you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. In my sacred imagination, I hear these words hitting Nicodemus and coming across like this. Right now, Nicodemus, you think you know, but you don't realize you're just a baby, and babies know nothing. Right now, you're influential, you're privileged, you're powerful, but babies are dependent. You're in control. Coming here to see me on your terms, to evaluate me, to see how I fit into your life, but babies have no control. You're well-respected for what you know, for your spirituality. You have enough power and security to feel comfortable. You think you've harnessed the wind. But that's the trick about God, Nicodemus. Like the wind, God can't be controlled or harnessed or mastered. God can't be used for your own ends. The second you try to use God or spirituality for yourself, you're no longer dealing with God. What was holy becomes self-justification and it all slips through your fingers. The only way in for you is to give up and start over. You've got to be born again. Now, that phrase, born again, it has a lot of baggage these days. You hear someone say you've got to be born again, and you immediately think of a certain kind of Christianity or a certain kind of preacher. But see, Nicodemus didn't have that baggage. He'd never heard that phrase before. For Nicodemus, those words were an invitation to let go of being the expert, let go of being the one who knows, let go of an identity built from others' respect or from being in control. The wind blows where it chooses. You hear the sound of it, but you don't know where it's coming from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who's born of the Spirit. Do you hear it now? Both Abraham and Nicodemus were given the same invitation. Would they stay? holding on to what they had, what they knew, where they were comfortable and in control? Or would they go, trusting themselves to an unknown outcome of following God in a way that meant letting go of their reputations, letting go of their control, letting go of the things they were comfortable and familiar with? I think the reason these two stories figure so highly in Judaism and Christianity is because the experience of Abraham and Nicodemus is guidance for us, guidance and a warning. Our culture, our world, it's built on strong opinions. We celebrate people who are strong and in control. We like winners. We import all of that into our spirituality and we baptize it with religious language. We think the way towards God is by having strong opinions about God's will, knowing the Bible and theology really well, being morally pure, all things we can control. One of the reasons this season of COVID-19 is so difficult and painful for us with all the stress of constant changing news and masks and social distancing and protests and having to make decisions about church and business and school is because it is blatantly clear that we are not in control. We structured our lives in a way that felt like we were. And the virus has knocked that little stick house to pieces. We want to be in control. And it's painful to learn that we just aren't. Abraham and Nicodemus their story invites us to a new kind of experience. Think of your own life. Think of the ways you've built security into your life, into your circumstances, into the ideas that you cling to, even into the faith practices you're most comfortable with. Look at the ways that you've gained influence or respect or a sense of identity. Look, 
Look at all of that. And then listen for the invitation of the divine voice. Do you want to go further up and further in? Do you want to know God more? Do you want to live in an ongoing sense of connection to Jesus? Well, you can't go and not go. And that means you can only grow spiritually by letting go. How's this invitation showing up in your life right now? What's the Spirit saying to you? Is the divine voice inviting you to consider ideas you hold about who you are? Is the divine voice saying that to go further, you need to become a beginner again? Is the divine voice speaking to you about a relationship you have? Are you holding tight to a certain story about a person in your life? Is the divine voice saying that if you want healing or reconciliation or intimacy, you're going to need to let go of that story? Is the divine voice speaking to you about your religious convictions, what you think you know? You've read the Bible, you've got clear views. Is the divine voice saying, what you think you know about me is getting in the way of really knowing me? Is the divine voice telling you the same thing that Abraham heard? You need to leave your father's house. Maybe there's something you've inherited from your family or the religion of your family or the expectations of your family that you need to leave behind. Is the divine voice telling you the same thing Nicodemus heard? You need to be born again. Maybe you need to let go of being the one in charge, the owner who knows everything, the gatekeeper. Maybe you need to become a beginner again. The Spirit's at work all around us. But the Spirit does not prioritize things the way we do. And that makes the Spirit seem unpredictable. Where we want control, the Spirit wants trust. Spiritual growth is about being invited deeper, deeper into intimacy, into being present, into greater trust. Spiritual growth is a narrow door, and all your baggage won't fit through it. Abraham was asked to leave behind what he knew and enter into the wilderness. Nicodemus was asked to leave behind his status and accomplishments and start again. What is the divine voice asking of you? Following that invitation is faith. It's scary, but you're not alone. And across that wilderness is blessing for you and for the world around you. May you have the courage to leave behind the good things that help you feel safe so you can experience God more deeply. Thanks for listening. You'll find the show notes for today's episode and any references or links I mentioned at www.markallenshelsky.com forward slash TAW036. If you're not on my email list yet, I would love to see you there. That's the best way to find out when there's something new from me. I email once or twice a month. Uh, that will include uh, links to a new blog post, a new podcast episode if there is one, links to other things I've found that I think will be a benefit to your spiritual journey. And there's a brand new free giveaway for you if you sign up. You'll get a free little ebook called The Anchor Prayer, a prayer and process for remaining grounded in a chaotic world. Seven short chapters. Most people will read it in under two hours. I think you'll find it helpful in the season that we're in. And of course, please do all the podcast stuff. Share this episode with a friend. Subscribe in your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. Write a review so that other people can decide if this is for them. Each of those will be a gift to me and a help to other people who want to grow spiritually. 
Until next time, remember, in this one present moment, this one right now, you are loved, you are known, and you are not alone.